Now, Overdrive Radio shifts gears to entrepreneurs in overdrive as we speak to entrepreneurs and visionaries to inspire and to highlight local businesses in our communities. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is your host, Mike, and in the studio, I have Taryn and Heather. Uh, hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Again. Hello. All right. And um, I, well, I think I'm going to leave this to Taryn. All I'm going to say is I am very honored and humbled to have the next guest. So, Taryn, please tell us who our guest is. So we uh, today we have Rick. With, um, it's a nonprofit who their mission, um, and obviously Rick will tell us a lot more about this. But it's activating people for a hunger-free world. Uh, Rick comes to us with you know over twenty-five years in the banking industry. He's an author, a speaker, a mentor, um, a consultant on workplace culture, uh, and so much more. So uh, Rick, how are you doing today? Doing well, Taryn. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you on with us today. It's very good to have you with us. I appreciate it. Um, Rick, um, uh, welcome. <laughs> um, I've actually, uh, I, I don't say this very often, but I've, I've, uh, I was reading your bio, uh, some of the stuff that, that people uh, had written about you, some of the things that you had put out, uh, some of the mentor. I like that mentor, uh, your friend, the mentor, uh, you know, that called you with the mentor thing. Um, there's, uh, there's, uh, you have no idea how many questions I have for you. <laughs> uh, but <Hold> tight. <laughs> I was so impressed by what I heard and read. Um, can you, uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know who you are, but can you, for the ones that don't, um, tell us um, who Rick Witted is and how did Rick start and what led you to the, um, to feeding uh, children everywhere? Sure. Well, yeah, I tell you what, I appreciate your comments, but um, I'd be most honored to be remembered as a great husband and a great father. Uh, and so in essence, that really is, I know that's not the question you're asking, but no, no, that's, uh, I'd be remiss to say, uh, if I didn't say that's exactly who Rick Witted tries to be. Yes. Uh, and if I happen to be a good friend or a mentor, or a leader in other areas. That's great too, but it is it is not the the bedrock of who I am. My, my wife and my children and uh, my family are for sure. Oh wow, that's 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 great. I I, I really respect that. Um, so, uh, Rick, you've you've uh, as Taryn was introducing you, um, uh, you started in the banking industry. Um, I did. What an, I mean, this is an amazing, I mean, it's an interesting industry. Let's say, let's not go to amazing. It's an interesting in industry to start in um, and kind of get your feet uh, wet. And then, um, of course, it's not an all of a sudden there was a, there, there was a progression there. Can you tell me about your progression that led you to the, to the feeding the children everywhere? Sure. Well, um, prior to taking this role, I served on the board as a board of director for little over two years, and uh, in December of this past year, I was assuming uh, chair uh, of the board. Uh, if you can imagine, we were also uh, looking for, searching for a new CEO. Yes. Uh, and that happened between December, January, and February. Now imagine uh, the current world we, we're in. And, yeah. And, uh, so at that very same time, I happened to be at the helm with the board, 
working very closely to our leaders. And to be quite honest, I just fell in love with our leadership team, our staff. We have some amazing uh, individuals. Uh, the entire team is incredible, but I, I really saw a team that cared more about the mission. They cared more about the people they served than their pay or their position or the title on their card. And if you know anything about me, that just spoke volumes to me. So while I, I love the mission, I love what we do for a number of reasons that uh, my, my background and my upbringing weds me to, but in reality, the, the decision was working really closely with some of our immediate leaders as we were transitioning, and those guys uh, and gals had no leader at the helm, but they were just doing an incredible job and really trying their best. Yeah. I just fell in love with that. Well, it's, awesome. it's all about the people that, you know, that surround you is kind of what makes things um, fulfilling and, and, and makes, you know, makes it worthwhile and makes it, you know, to be a positive yeah. I environment. Mean, Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, if I can put it, uh, put it in, in sports terms, and I always say this, and I always say this to, to uh, my employees, former employees, different, you know, life before or current life, um, I always say, Jordan never won a championship by himself. It was not until um, uh, Phil Jackson uh, brought in Scottie Pippen. I don't know how much you know about basketball. Until he brought in uh, Scottie Pippen, until he brought in uh, the rest of the team, the star-studded team. By the way, they were not really, most of them were not superstars. They were just guys that were that excelled at one particular job that they did and they did it very well loved it and did it right without the actual team there was no jordan i don't think yeah, yeah. and I, you know, i'd agree with that unfortunately i'm from being from detroit <laughs> not my favorite guy in the world because he ended our dynasty you know <laughs> well isaiah was pretty good he yeah was good yeah. They, they had a run at it. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. The bad boys were really good. So, <laughs> unfortunately, like I said, again, not every, nothing lasts forever. And and you know, you got to give it to to Jordan. He he was, Jordan was was a phenom, and and for sure. And however, it was not. Despite all his talents, it never really made um, made it to the big time or made him will uh, win the whole thing until he actually had the rest of the team in place. So you know, your, anal your analogy is so spot on, um, but what was so critical in that was was the guy himself, the GOAT, Jordan, realizing yeah. that. Exactly. Many leaders don't realize that, and yes. so they take their teams for granted. Absolutely. You are so right, my friend. <laughs> you are absolutely so right. Um, go ahead, Darren. Rick, for those that don't know much about uh, Feeding Children Everywhere, can you tell us a little bit about the organization? Sure. So it is a nonprofit that is a little bit over, uh, right at a decade. We're actually celebrating our decade birthday this year. Uh, and we started uh, in response. Our founder, Don Campbell, uh, just had an urging after the Haiti earthquake to uh, reach out and help feed the children in Haiti. And so we really started as an international hunger uh, relief organization, and uh, we progressed to becoming a domestic uh, hunger relief organization, primarily through uh, what we call hunger projects. And they're meal packing events where organizations, corporations will reach out to us and work with us to 
uh, uh, participate with their their staff events, volunteer events. We pack a bunch of food, and we send that food to local places uh, within the U.S. or if it's an international project uh, where it can be most used to to fight hunger. Uh, And then when you progress a little bit further, right around 2017, we realized there was a need for more, uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, my predecessor uh, and the team at the time really started developing what we call Full Cart, F-U-L-L-C-A-R-T. Uh, you can go to fullcart.org and see information on that. It was a, a grocery delivery service designed to help those who needed just a little bit of help uh, with, with their grocery bill. Our concept here is that you know, no one should have an empty cart, and maybe you can't fill it all the way up, but we could do a little bit to help. Uh, and so we piloted that program for probably the last six quarters, and then there was COVID. Yeah. And so over about the last 120 days, uh, COVID has really pressure-cooked our organization. Quite naturally, we couldn't do hunger projects and bringing people in safely mm-hmm. to pack open food. Uh, and so we relied on a full cart, and we, in a sense, became a virtual food bank. I'd love to tell you that it was our strategy, that our team was brilliant, and while, yes, we pivoted well, we had great, amazing partners and sponsors who knew the work we were trying to do with Full Cart and said, hey, we just want to feed some people. And so organizations like the AARP Foundation said, we want to feed you know, nearly 30,000 vulnerable seniors in need. And as we've been doing care calls, we realized that not only are they alone and afraid, but they're hungry. Yeah. Uh, and so they used our platform and Cigna uh, uh, Foundation and others, Healthy West Orange, have used our platform. So it really was our partner saying, we want to use this to help feed people, and your model allows us to do that in a very socially distant way. Uh, and that's really where we've, we've come full circle, pressure cooked in a short amount of time. And I'm just so incredibly proud of the team for pivoting so quickly. It's a brilliant concept to do that virtually. Yeah. Um, and again, for those listening, it's fullcart.org uh, to learn more about that. F-U-L-L-C-A-R-T dot org. Um, you know, Rick, um, I was going to ask you, and you kind of started on it, so I'm, I'm, I think might as well, uh, I was saving it up for later, but I think I might as well start it now. Um, th- this, uh, it, it's kind of a multi-pronged question. Obviously, this, this COVID-19 has, has produced some, some amazing challenges. Um, and, and, and I can tell you this being a business owner myself, it's obviously, uh, you know, business is not running 100% as it was, say, in February. Uh, it's just not. Um, 60 70% maybe if we're lucky, but um, it, which obviously you and I both know if that happens, um, there's some things that has to go. Um, has that, how, how has that affected the, uh, the volunteering you've already kind of touched on, you know, having to do it virtually and kind of the necessity. When you said that, by the way, just just so you know, the first thought that came to my mind was necessity is the mother of invention. And unfortunately, it this is. is, yeah, uh, this is what, what I think a, a, a strong case of that. Um, however, it, how did that affect, let's take the first category uh, of the donors, of the people, you know, the people that actually, um, obviously help keep this organization alive. How has that affected 
the level of, of donorship? Uh, it has had an effect. Um, I will tell you primarily because donations in our organization historically mm-hmm. have come through our hunger projects, our meal packing events. Yeah. And to give you a sense of that, that was roughly 87% of our revenue. Wow. And so at, toward the end of February, uh, our team, we took our project map nationally, and then we took the CDC hotspot map. We layered the two, and very quickly, even before you know we ramped into March, we saw that there were so many unknowns, and I just was not comfortable with sending our team into those spots. We yeah. just, at that time, we, we knew something was going on, but we just didn't know okay. how serious it would become. Rick, we need to take a break, but I'm going to leave you with this question. I want you to really think about it so we can get as many or as much traction as possible. How can, in, in given the layout of today, how can we... To end on today's forum, or you know, in today's forum, how can we? What message do we want to put out? How can we help um, get this organization back? And I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. I can tell you, in this pandemic, I've probably had about 150 people reach out to me from different areas, different whatever. I can't feed my kids. I can't feed my kids. What do I do? You know, me, the person I am, by the tenth person, I'm out of money. What do I do? Um, so. Had I known about your organization, I would have sent them your way. So having organizations like yours are so crucial. That's the reason why, like I said, we're going to take this break. If you can just let us know how we can create better traction, How, since we're all in the same thing together, this COVID thing. Um, So uh, how can we create a better traction? traction how can we uh go back up to help some of these people because i'm sure there's a whole lot of people still left out there with with the hunger issue so join us after the break welcome back to entrepreneurs in overdrive uh, this is mike your host and with me in the studio we have uh taryn and heather and over the phone we have our esteemed guest today uh mr rick witted uh, Mr. Rick Witted is the um, CEO of Feeding Children Everywhere. Um, Rick, are you still with us on the phone? Yes, sir. I'm okay. still here. Great. Um, before before the break, we were talking about losing, as you said, you know, uh, the, the the packaging was eighty seven percent of your donation. How can we make up for that in this new norm? Uh, I, I, first of all, I really appreciate you asking the question, uh, and it's real simple. Uh, go to fullcart.org mm-hmm. yep. and donate. You're going to see two options at that website. One is, do you need help or do you want to help? Yeah. Uh, and if you want to help, you can click on that button and, and make a donation. Yeah. It was interesting, as I heard you frame up the question of how many folks have reached out to you personally. Yeah. Uh, knowing someone or them themselves needing help. We have had that scenario happen a ton of times. We've had sponsors or even businesses or individuals reach out and say, I want to help, and I want to help people who need help in this specific zip code or very uh, direct individuals. So I would encourage you to go to fullcart.org and donate, and so that you'll know what you're giving 
we will supply a box of food, uh, and within that box of food is 125 meal servings. Wow. Uh, the cost of that box is $40. That breaks down to $0.32 cents per meal serving. That's amazing. And what that does, for a family of four, that will literally feed a family for about 10 days or so. Wow. For a family of one or two, literally, that food could last you four to six weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think what's most important about the box is not the food. It is the delivery. And so when you get that box, we deliver it directly to your front door. Mm-hmm. It does not look like food relief. It looks like a box from Amazon. Yeah. When you open the box, there is quality food in it, and it doesn't look like a hodgepodge of things thrown together. Yeah. And for us, what's most important is that not that just we feed you, but that the experience says you are worth it. And I don't think we realize, i got to be honest, I've never gone hungry. I've always had a family or a network that if you needed something to eat, I had an aunt that said, baby, come get some food. Um, But um, there is such a a shame over uh, to just have to go ask. And we want to remove that. And so you get a box, there's discretion, and there's dignity in the process. So when you... When you give $40 or more, you're literally feeding someone, but you're reminding and reinforcing in them that you're worth it, that you have dignity, um, and that we care. And so I would just say go to fullcart.org, make a donation. If you know a a family member, a neighbor, a senior, a veteran that needs that food directly, when you make that donation, go to info at fullcart.org, shoot my team a message and say, hey, I just donated, I just donated $100, and I know a family, it's the Smith family at 123 Street, um, send us that information and, and, and we will make sure that that box gets directed to them. So if you see a need, go online and do a good deed. That's, you know, and what I also love about the full cart, um, when you go and if you do need assistance, you also offer that option if somebody has some sort of chronic illness to, yeah. you know, because not everybody can eat everything. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate that, seeing that on there. That's, yeah. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to add, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that because we are capturing information. And one of the things that we've learned in doing that is, that literally 71% of our applicants are dealing with some type of chronic illness. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's typically the, the big ones. It's arthritis, heart disease, uh, diabetes, hypertension, lung disease. And so one of the things that's happened through COVID is we've gotten this incredible burden of knowledge. Now that we know better, we have to do better. And we're currently working on how can we create a little bit more heart-healthy uh, meals to feed feed families, and our and our goal here is really to become a thought leader in. A, a, there's a term called social determinants of health. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but in essence, there are major determinants that really drive the health of a population, mm-hmm. and uh, those are housing insecurity, food insecurity, uh, and other things like access to transportation, education, access to health screening. What we figured out is we're actually not fighting food insecurity. We're just fighting insecurity. Yeah. 
because if a family is housing insecure, I can tell you uh, the, the, the chances that they will be food insecure at some point is much greater than those that aren't housing insecure. So these insecurities te- tend to they tend to tag up and double team our families and our seniors in. And so we're really trying to partner with the right platforms and the right organizations out there to, to join hands and fight these insecurities. That's that's wonderful. Um, before I make a comment, I want to ask you a question real quick. Um, I'm on feedingchildreneverywhere.com, and there's a donate button. <laughs> is that the same as the one, the full cart? It absolutely. Full cart is our domestic uh, virtual food bank feeding arm. Got it. Got it. It's one yeah. of our programs. I, I just happened, like I said, I have the, the website open and I'm looking, I'm seeing donate. And then uh, I remember I, you know, found find, uh, feeding uh, children everywhere.com. Okay. So here's, I'm, I'm going to make a comment and God help me for this comment, but I'm going to make a comment because everybody here is laughing because they all know me. <laughs> I talk too much sometimes, but I, um, it, this is, listen, a situation like this is not the first in history, COVID-19. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making a comment because hopefully, hopefully um, there's some listener out there that is sitting there going, man, I feel bad, man, I should help, but they have not been encouraged enough. Let's not say shamed, but encouraged enough to, to, to hit that, you know, that donate button and say, and I'm again, we're not trying to, we're not here to, to, to drive, to do a food drive or whatever. What we're here to do is to open up our eyes. Like I said, it, it, this, this pandemic has opened up my eyes at how fragile our situation is. One of two things are going to happen. We're either going to emerge at the end of this as the United States of America, the strongest, the best, the uh, the uh, the the most decent uh, country out there, or we're we're going to emerge as just another country that, unfortunately, we had so many hungry people uh, go through this pandemic, and then at the end of this, what did you create when you've created hunger, or when you've created, as you just said, some homeless people? Did you create more crime? Did you encourage? Um, I don't want to talk and the other stuff that that comes with with uh, situations like this so people can justify feeding themselves and their kids uh, at the end of this listen we are going to emerge obviously this is going to end someday the spanish flu did the whatever before it did the black plague for crying out loud yes it claimed 50 million people's lives but at the end of it it's still the you know uh, humanity still emerged are we going to emerge as humans? Are we going to emerge as as humans of that belong to the best country or what we say the best country on the face of this earth? And hopefully we are. Therefore, if that's the case and this is what you want your country to be, then you need to be a part of the solution. I hope you agree with me on that, Rick. <laughs> I, I do. I do. And I'll tell you, I think a lot of the answer is in um, a community. And so and what I mean by that is I grew up not too far from from where you are. I was in a little town called St. Cloud. I guess it's bigger now. Yes. I'm, I'm a Florida, <laughs> Central Florida, born and raised mm-hmm. uh, guy. And we grew up 
you know, by all standards, very poor. Uh, but my granddad, who I'd be surprised if he made five grand a year, um, he also raised hogs and raised chickens, and um, you know, we we grew vegetables, and collard greens, and everything else. And yeah. and it was funny. I had one coworker say, "Oh, you grew up on a farm." I was like, "A farm? That was that was the grocery. That was the <laughs> exactly. That was a backyard, my friend. <laughs> that was the extended yeah. refrigerator." Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So. And and while by the standards today, I've even heard folks say, "Man, you really overcame a lot." Honestly, I didn't. Can, um, can I can I just say one thing? Back in yeah. those days, do you remember anyone in your neighborhood ever going hungry? No, no. Like, that's the point. Yes, you had a village. <laughs> you ate, and I, you know, my my. I had an aunt that lived across the street. I had an aunt that lived down the street. I had my 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 grandmother's mother, my great grandmother's. We in our neighborhood, we call that the Big Mama. Lived behind my aunt across uh-huh. the street. And, and my God, if you did something wrong, you got a whooping by all of them. <laughs> but they cared. Yep. They really cared. And though no one had a lot, together we had enough. Yes. yes. And here's the thing that really breaks my heart and why I'm at Feeding Children and why it matters so much. There's no village. And yes. so today, if you're hungry, you're hungry alone. Yeah. And if... If you're abused, you're alone. Yeah. Uh, and I, I shame to say, but there's many times I come home from a long day of work and I'm just, I'm praying, let me get in my garage. Please let the garage go down. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yes. We have we have disassociated ourselves yeah. with the collective, the village. Yeah. And so the people that we're helping now, um, to be honest, before the pandemic, they were already alone. Yeah. Uh, and I think while the pandemic is showing the need, um, I don't think that's the story. I think the pandemic is showing that the solutions were already there. Yeah. I mean, organizations have raised hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars yeah. to feed hung- hungry people. Those people were hungry before. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things unique about feeding children everywhere is we're trying to partner and say, yeah, we're not just feeding people. We really want to get behind what caused them to be hungry in the first place. We really So what we're trying to do, Mike, is the same thing that you and I remember growing up. We're trying to create the village. Yeah. And so when we come alongside an AARP or Healthy West uh, or Foundation for a Healthier West uh, you know, those are folks that we are trying to partner directly with to yeah. say, what are you working on to solve? Yeah. Let's do that together because that's the village. That's the difference. And so yes. to answer your question is a long answer. But if if we're going to, at the end of this, say, are we better? Or are we going to define what this country really is? It really depends. It depends if we get back to the work of building and restoring the village, yeah. the community, yes. and the family. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, when we come back, I'm going to tell you a very funny story that I actually heard a guy on YouTube say the other day, and it reminded me of a situation that happened to me So uh, about the community and the village. So uh, join us after the break.
Welcome back. This is your host for Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, uh, Mike. And with me in the studio, I have Taryn hey, and Heather. Um, and with me on the line, we are honored uh, uh, to have Rick Witted, uh, the CEO of Feeding Children Everywhere. Um, welcome back, uh, Eric. Rick. Thank you. You're welcome. Um let me tell you the funny story. I'm, my mind's so <laughs> wrapped up about that funny story. It was I was listening to a guy on YouTube the other day. Uh, he's he's a writer and um, a critic, and he was talking about how things have changed in the community concept, which reminded me of a funny thing that happened to me. He said that he was he's probably early sixties. He said that in 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 his uh, middle school, uh, walking with a friend of his, um, and paying attention to the friend stole a couple of cigarettes from his dad and they're trying to, you know, did you get them? Yeah. Did you? Okay. You got the matches. Yeah. And they're about to light them up. And, and he says, all of a sudden they run into this thing and they look up and it's an old lady and she turns around and she says, what are you two doing? And he goes, um, um, he said for that, for that second, we kind of, we kind of forgot who, what, where, when, why, what the <laughs> heck are we doing? And he said, uh, comparing that to today where kids will probably and you know anyway she took the cigarettes from them kind of said i'm gonna call your dad i'm gonna let them know she they don't know the lady she doesn't know them where do you live what, what's going on whatever and he said compare this to today society where the kids would have probably told her to go mind her own business you know at that age um reminded me of of a of a story i i was uh i think 12 or 13 trying to get my first cigarette uh smoke and and i'm you know standing like in one of my friend's yards and and uh trying to sneak uh, a couple of puffs and looking at our house and whatever and all of a sudden someone smacks me on the back of the head and i'm gonna <laughs> turn around and look and it was my yeah. friend's dad and he's like what are you doing Nowadays, that would be considered something else completely different. I mean, communities were actual communities. And they, they really were. We really need to bring that back. That's for we sure. Do. That's absolutely yeah. for sure. And well, I, I'll tell you, one of the things that's been so amazing and refreshing to me coming over to the, the side of the nonprofit world uh, yeah. from a business perspective, Mike, is that much like uh, your your friend's father and and the old lady uh, in the neighborhood that uh, policing you, yeah, the nonprofits do amazing work, and actually together, we actually do have all the answers. Um, it the the issue is working together yes. and coming alongside one another. And I I, I may be a bit naive, uh, but I think that. If uh, the nonprofits collectively, if we begin to partner together and um, look at the components that make us great with the area we focus on, and we work with other nonprofits working on and organizations uh, working on uh, things that they do well, and then you combine that with people like uh, you and Heather and Taryn in the show and. And, and businesses and corporations that are collectively socially responsible. If we all came together, we actually do have all the answers. We could really make some systemic solves that led to people being hungry in the first place. What, and it, what a great concept. The bigger that's community. That's what the neighborhood got. Yeah. Right. That's what the, the bigger community. Understood. Yes. 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 I mean, instead of having it, it 
listen, we live in a world today where you could sit here and watch someone broadcast live from China on some app of whatever. Um, the world has become so small. So why are we limiting ourselves to the local community when in actuality, as a collective, this, oh, I, man, that, what a phenomenal concept. As a collective, this entire big globe circular, um, uh, all of the, um, uh, all of the, 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 I hate calling them charities, but all of the, um, all the foundations that are responsible for this end up producing or covering, covering and, 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 and kind of like um, blanketing the whole thing. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, I think the, what, what, a, what an amazing concept it, it well, is. Will, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I'll, I'll tell you that we can, we can be encouraged. There are some amazing organizations out there right here in our own backyard. There's a foundation called the foundation for healthier West orange. Yeah. Uh, it is a, a foundation um, based from a hospital district on the west side of Orange County. Uh -huh. And they are working with us. Um, they uh, have their own virtual food pantry through through our full cart program. Yeah. And they are working directly with the city of Winter Garden, the city of Okoi. They're working with a phenomenal institute, uh, research institute called POLIS, P-O-L-I-S. Mm -hmm. uh, they're working with... Um, several other social services, healthcare organizations, and what they're doing exactly what you and I are talking about. They're saying, okay, how can we come together? And what I love most about that organization, specifically right here in our own backyard, yeah. is that their, their one goal is outcome. It's, yeah. it's not just we want to fight insecurity, food insecurity. We want the proper access to health. It's outcomes. Yes. How do we get outcomes that take people from where they are to where they, they want to be? So right here in our own backyard, and, and I'd love to say that we're, we're, the, we're riding the, the horse here. We're, we're not the cowboy or cowgirl. We're just a part of it. We're, 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 the, we're the vehicle yeah. um, that they are using trying to bring a collective village That's phenomenal. together. Well, what's, to what's the name of the foundation again? I apologize. The Foundation for a Healthier West Orange. The foundation, uh, it's an amazing, amazing partner for us. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's they've sponsored a, a grant, and yeah. uh, we're doing that good work right now, right here in our own backyard. Yeah. We hope to see that nationally really grow. You know, I agree with you, and and I think I think honestly, this this. Um, we could all sit here and criticize this COVID thing and say, why did we end up here? What is wrong with this? And who's to blame and whatever. Or this could be used as a, um, as a, as a bring together uh, point for everybody to kind of consolidate their efforts, kind of put their uh, things together, just the same as feeding the children and the foundation uh, of West Orange, right? Foundation for a Healthier West Orange. Oh, healthier West Orange. Okay. Um, such a, that that's a primary example right there. I mean, why not just have everybody can, well, not everybody, you know, have people or foundations start to consolidate their efforts to beat, let's not say just beat the hunger, to resolve the issues, to get them to a situation where we're actually past that issue, where we don't have to revert back to um, uh, to a society that could have issues after the fact. You know, 
I think this could be a positive. As you said, you might be naive. So am I. <laughs> I don't care naivety, but you know what? I'm positive, and positivity tells me that why not get everybody together, and why not have everybody all fight the same fight? It is the same fight, so why fight it separately? Agreed, agreed, and and really. You know, in this case of our lens around hunger, what we've learned as an organization that the hunger issue is more than anything a health issue. So I'll give you a stat that will blow your mind. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you three numbers, $73,000, mm-hmm. $32,000, mm-hmm. and $3,000. Mm-hmm. The average cost of treating people with COVID-19 without insurance, $73,000. Wow. The average cost of treating people with COVID-19 who have insurance, $32,000. Wow. The average cost of feeding people and enabling them to stay home and healthy during this time, $3,000. Wow. I mean, it doesn't take a genius. It's not a hunger issue, right? It's a health issue. And uh, and so, again, when you're going to uh, feedingchildren.org or if you're going to full cart uh, for that specific program, you're you're not just fighting hunger. You are you are um, helping us solve uh, larger, more complex, and costly yeah. uh, health issues. And especially for our more vulnerable uh, slice of society, the seniors that you know what they have built, they have helped build this society. We owe them. <laughs> the least we owe them is to to stand in for them whenever they need us. For crying out loud. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's just simple, simple, basic, you know, common decency, which you and I and I believe 99.9% of the people that listen to us will will agree to it is that, uh, you know, they've given us enough. They've raised us, whatever. It, again, why put ourselves in a position? I heard I heard the um, the governor say the other day, which really hit home with me, because unfortunately, on that same day that he said it, I had actually lost my own own father after, uh, you know, a long battle uh, that he had with cancer. Uh, but it, he was he, he was crying that his youngest or, you know, he had tears in his eyes talking about his youngest Um not being able to to spend time with her grandparents and you know it it's it's you know these these are the people i mean again you like the guy you hate the guy whatever he's the governor of florida that's i'm talking about to everybody you like him you hate him doesn't matter he's the governor of florida his parents did something right for him to become the governor of florida for crying out loud the 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 least we can do for for people for older people is to make sure that we take care of them you know yeah it's you know I, I I love what you're saying and I will tell you that whether it is our seniors for that reason our our youth because they're our future our veterans because they stand on the wall and protect us yes it, it, the entire village um, deserve there is a worth in in every person absolutely uh, in the village absolutely. Uh, and that's why there's a collective need I, for the village could not agree with you more. I don't care um, what you do for a living. I don't care how, well, as long as you're obviously, um, you know, <laughs> everything is legal, ethical, and moral. Legal, ethical, <laughs> exactly. moral, <laughs> uh, integrity. Exactly. You, you are an important part of society um, because imagine, I mean, you know, I've heard this, uh, I can't remember who it was, an author, saying, imagine uh, the garbage men go on strike and they don't pick up your, um, you know, your uh, garbage for 
for a week or a couple of weeks or three weeks. For for those of you that don't know, this happened in Paris a few years ago. That beautiful city in the summer reeked of garbage and it became, you know, it became terrible for 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 that city. Um, Unfortunately, Rick, and and I I say this really sad because I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh, day. Uh, having you here, we'd love to have you back on the show. Um, you are definitely uh, uh, con- one of those people that I call contributors. <laughs> Whether it's you know even in word, that's that's in my opinion that's strong enough. The word could be mightier than the sword. Um, again, thank you so much for being here with us today. And I hate to cut this short. Um, uh, the program time is up. Uh, however, again, thank you for being here. For our listeners, please, please, please go to fullcart.org or go to feedingthechildreneverywhere.com and hit that donate button. Be a part of Sati. Now, that's for the people that can do it, for the people that cannot do it and they need help. Hit the other button. Get help. Do not leave your kids hungry. But if for the same token, think of your neighbor. If you can't absolutely take care of someone else, for $40 for crying out loud, you feed the family for 10 days. God bless America. God bless you all. Let's make sure we take care of our neighbors. See you next week.